Now this goes out to all of my beautiful people I'm J-Star, you know it's nice to meet ya 7.45am, catch me on the morning meetup Hosted by David Shans In the chat, real quick How often do you ask someone to Like how, many, how often do you boldly ask people To buy your product or your service? How often do you boldly ask? I mean you set it up and you tell them right now, but you're not, you're not afraid saying, look, I'm going to try to sell you something. Just bear with me real quick. <laughs> Yo, I am not a salesperson. Actually, uh, all of my friends notice about me. I get nervous when it comes to sales because I don't like to pressure anybody into doing anything. So I have a kiosk at the mall and one thing that helped me in my anxiety because I wasn't going to be able to make any sales. I mean, I wasn't going to be able to stay there. I would have to go back to the Cheesecake Factory if I didn't make any sales. But now I'm uncomfortable making sales. So I chose a field to get into that requires me to do something that I'm one, not good at, and two, that I don't even like, which is, which is something I don't recommend anyone to do. I do not recommend anybody to get into a field that one, you don't like, and two, you're not good at. I did both. Now, it was the passion of the t-shirt brand that I, you know, that made me jump in because I started a t-shirt brand out of my car and I got it in my house. So naturally, I'm selling t-shirts to my friends, family. I'm comfortable right there. I'm, I'm comfortable presenting what I have and they buy. So it was my inner circle that bought my first run of shirts, my coworkers, my friends. And then I started going out to like one of my friends that have like a house party, like a little get together. And then I'll meet other people that I don't know at the house party that my friend threw. But the party that my friend threw would have a whole lot of people that I either work with or were friends with already. So imagine this scenario. I'm at a house. I, I know the host. I know some other people. And all these people know about my brand. But there, there's a group of people who I don't know, who don't know about my brand. But it makes it more comfortable to talk about it, especially when I start, when I'm wearing it and someone asks me about it. And then another one of my friends jump in and say, oh, yeah, this is my man brand. is dope. Sleep is for suckers. I'm rocking with it. I don't sleep and everything because it's a joke. And now the people that I didn't know are people that I do know and I can sell to them now. So it was an, is a very organic build, very organic build. I was active on Facebook. So my Facebook friends are buying it. If you look at my very first video on YouTube, at the end of the credits, you'll see I shouted out some people. My man, Chris was in Michigan and I would send him a package of shirts so that he could sell to his friends. And my friend TJ, who is a, um, who's a really, uh, he's a big artist out in California. He, I was, he, he lived in New Jersey at this point, but I would send him and my boy Rudder a pack, pack of shirts and they would sell it out in New Jersey. My friend Brian was in Alabama and I would send him packages of shirts and he was selling them out, sell them in Alabama. So I had all these people that were selling to their inner circle. That was just me, how I had to figure it out. But then I go into the kiosk where no, none of my friends, none of my family is there, and I have to talk to people I don't know. Very uncomfortable. Don't worry, I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this whole 
stories. I'm, get, I'm getting there in a roundabout way, but I'm getting there. So 2012, I opened a kiosk in, opened a kiosk in Cumberland Mall because I figure, this is my rationale. If I'm making money out of my house and out of my car, I'll still keep making that money. Like people will still be buying shirts for me that I know, but now I get to get additional traffic from the mall. But I didn't know that when you go to the mall, your friends and family aren't necessarily coming to the mall to shop with you. I quickly realized most people bought from me because I was around them. It was convenient. People are impulse buyers. If they have nothing to wear, they think, oh, Dave, he probably got a shirt that I can wear today and I'll make the sale. And I thought that that was, I thought the brand was being successful because it was that dope. And I realized it wasn't. It was simply out of support or convenience. So now I go into the mall, October 1st, 2012, and I'm uncomfortable because I have to talk to people that are walking by and try to get them to come over to my kiosk and convince them to buy something, which one, I don't like, and two, I'm terrible at. Very uncomfortable. So the crazy thing is, I spent all my money opening this kiosk in the mall because I had to get inventory first month was 2,000. I had to pay first month and last month, 4,000. So I had to pay, I had to pay Deposit in first month. So $4,000 plus all the inventory, plus all the mannequins, plus this and plus that. I had no money. And this was one of the still, this is one of the things that I learned. When I went to the mall, I said, this, and this, it helped me. I had to say, listen, do me a favor, real quick. I don't like sales, but I have a brand I want to tell you about. Allow me to practice my sales pitch. Would you mind? Someone's walking by. Say, hey, real quick, can I practice my sales pitch on you because I'm not really good at sales and I just opened this business? You don't have to buy anything, but I'm going to ask you to buy something. And what happened was I found my groove. I was comfortable, and it really started to work out, and I became a lot better at talking to people. I was not this person a while ago when I first started. Now I can talk to anybody. I still don't like the sales aspect, but... I don't, it's just my thing. So what relieves pressure for me is saying, yeah, I'm about to try to sell you something. You don't have to buy anything, but I'm just going to go through my sales pitch. I say all that to say, I'm going to do my best to convince you to come to this content creation bootcamp. But me going through all that relieves the pressure of my own anxiety on trying to sell y'all. <laughs> so I'm going to try to sell you on this bootcamp. I just want to give you a whole bunch of good ideas and good reasons why you need to buy now, I want y'all to take the same format and the same model that I just gave you for those people who are uncomfortable in sales. Just tell them, I want to practice. And what happens is people support the practice because it takes the pressure off of you and now you're just telling about something that you got this dope, okay? All right, so I'm going to give you a few, few reasons. Are y'all okay with that? Y'all cool with that? Y'all good with my sales pitch? Absolutely, brother. All right, cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. Now, one of the reasons I want you to come to this content creation boot camp on June 6th, I want to say it is, is because everyone sells out. Every single one has sold out. Every single one. And 
there's multiple people that come to multiple boot camps, which means it's a it's a good boot camp. Okay, that's the first thing. I just want you to know that that this one too will sell out. And I don't necessarily have to sell you all. However, I feel more comfortable in a room with people that I know. And this is kind of like a morning meetup meetup. <laughs> I really, I, it's, it's good, right? Anybody that's come to the boot camp, you ever connect with somebody that you see in the morning and you're like, oh crap, and now y'all super cool. Y'all be talking and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, it was dope. great. It's dope. All right, so uh, yes. So let's let's get into the real reasons why you need to come to this content creation boot camp on June 6th. Okay. So let me tell you about the content creation boot camp. It is a 12-hour experience where I cater breakfast, lunch, and dinner by a chef, and the food's amazing. Right, Marlon? The food is amazing. I will have some um we didn't have vegan options last time. I didn't know we didn't have vegan options, but this one we will have some vegan options, I promise you. Okay, but it's a 12-hour experience where you're gonna learn everything that I've learned to make millions as a content creator. I'm not necessarily, I don't think I'm business person first and content creator second. I think I'm just a content creator because I can take any business and wrap content around it and make money from it. People, listen, there are people who get paid a lot of money to be able to keep someone's attention. And that's all we do as content creators. And if you create more content, you'll make more money, point blank, period. Because you can keep their attention and you can entertain them and educate them through the content about your product or service. So it's one thing to have a cleaning company. And you pull supplier, hey, I have a cleaning company. Would you like to clean your house? Would you like me to come clean your house? Or would you like me to come clean your car? Whatever your cleaning company does. That's how most people market. But in this day and age, if you have a cleaning company, you'd had better create some cleaning company skits. Or you need to come on and educate every single day, not about hiring you for a service, but you need to educate them about all the new cleaning products. You need to educate people about um, cleanliness, bacteria, uh, operating your household with a baby through COVID, right? Like, think about that. If somebody comes on every single day and they're an expert of cleaning, like, yo, these are some of the products you shouldn't do. You shouldn't dust. Or when you dust your house, you should wait X amount of time before you enter that room. Or um, how often should you dust? Or if you have a baby, what are some cleaning practices? In the kitchen, how can you stop your family from getting sick because there are germs? And I don't know. Wash it. How often should you wash your bed sheets? If you have a cleaning company and you came on and you educated, hold on, you came on and you educated every single day about cleanliness, not about your cleaning company, you'll get more cleaning company clients. That's the art of creating content. It's a mindset behind it. So one of my clients, I don't know if she's on here now, but I, I told her, stop using credit repair in your content. I restricted her from using credit repair in her content for the next 20 days. Tell me you're a financial educator without using the word credit repair. Because every video is like, yo, you need to repair your credit. You need to repair your credit. What that tells me is you're trying to sell me on credit repair services. The only reason you're saying this right now is because you want me to hire you as a credit repair person. But if you came on and educated on financial literacy, I would hire you to repair my credit. 
Because through your content, I promise you, I'd see something that I need, some area that I'm falling short. So it's important. Content creation is important. So for 12 hours, we go through it. You'll learn Reels, TikTok. You'll learn um, messaging, how to find your ideal client, the strategy. You'll get some motivation. Obviously, we get into how to make money. I'll be going through the podcast blueprint as well and um, all of that. Okay, all right, cool. The next reason, the next reason is one, you probably need to invest. You need to get in the habit of investing. I feel super comfortable. Okay, so first off, the content creation boot camp is $2,500, okay? I feel comfortable charging $2,500 because this week I'll be giving Neo $20,000. <laughs> and it's, it's not for that much. It's not like it's not like a whole day boot camp. Or that. Like, I feel comfortable giving that money, charging that money because I pay way more. And I'm already in the habit of investing. So if you haven't invested in a course, and most courses are like $1,500 or whatever, but um, yeah, this is like a full day bootcamp, okay? Next reason, content is what drives all behavior online. Content is what drives all behavior online. Likes, shares, comments, and saves. So let's write that down. Likes, shares, comments, and saves. Likes, shares, comments, and saves. When you put out content, it drives this behavior. If you put out something that someone likes, they'll like it. If you frame it in a form of a question or it's entertaining, they'll comment. If, they, if it's so powerful that they feel like other people need to see it, they'll share it. And if it's something that they never ever wanna forget, they'll save it. Put in the comments real quick, on this morning, beautiful morning meetup. What do you think is most important? Likes, shares, comments, or saves? What do you think is more important? Likes, shares, comments, or saves? Saves, shares, 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 comments, shares, 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 saves, comments, like, okay, nobody says likes, good. It's actually the saves. Do you know when somebody saves your content the social, social media, these platforms, that's how they determine the quality of your content based on the saves. So when, some, when you make a post and someone saves it, Instagram says, oh crap, this is a quality piece of content because somebody never wants to forget this one. This ain't even about sharing it because you can share something so that you can be the first to be with the news or you can share something because you want to look deep, you want to be deep. But when someone saves it, it's like, yo, this person never wants to forget. They're going to come back to this. This is quality content. So the stuff that I'm posting, I'm basing it off of the saves. What is the type of stuff that people save? Because if I can figure that out, I can reproduce that kind of content. And when I reproduce that kind of content, Instagram says, here, take some more views, take some more followers, take some more people seeing your stuff, because this is a person that's delivering quality content. The behavior taken controls the growth. So the content you create dictates a behavior. The behavior that's taken dictates the growth. Because if you're not putting out stuff that, like, why would somebody save something where you're always talking about 
why I should hire you. Nobody's saving that. So we got that blend of stuff. Okay. All right. So another reason I'm going to try to sell you on this $2,500 content creation bootcamp is sales are happening online. In the e-commerce space in 2019, 11% of all sales were online. 11%. Do y'all know how major that is? That is a big percentage of sales all online. This is why I do not, I, I don't recommend people going into the mall instead of people like, yo, I'm going to do a kiosk too. Don't do that. You have to be a vicious salesperson. You have to be willing to take no. You got to be willing to talk to every single person that walks by. I do not recommend going into the mall. Why? People are buying online. My wife doesn't even go to the grocery store anymore. I just found that out like a couple months ago. She doesn't go to the grocery store. I'm like, how, like, why are these people coming to the house with all these groceries? What's going on, family? David Shans, I want to give you a special invitation to The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. It is the only organization that gathers every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we help you learn entrepreneurship, grow as an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur, or you just get to be in an environment, a network of all entrepreneurs. Literally hundreds of entrepreneurs gather on a Zoom call every single morning, Monday through Friday, okay? So I want to give you a special invitation to help grow your business and your brand all this year, okay? Every single day, you eat every day for the for your health. You brush your teeth every every day for your hygiene. I need you to learn and grow every single day um, for your mindset, okay? So make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. It is only $1 um, trial. You don't need a promo code. Just go $1, themorningmeetup.com. Check it out. If you like us, stay. If not, after that, it's $79 a month, but I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy yourself okay so go to the morningmeetup.com i love y'all see you in the morning i'm you know not even like big groceries like if she needs a couple items she'll just order it online and they go get it and bring it back 11 in 2019 but in 2020 14 of all sales were online look what happened for covid people are in the house right we've got money and we want to buy stuff and we can't go outside. But just like a lot of jobs, this whole COVID thing has taught us something. We don't need to go out of our house to get what we want. A lot of jobs realize, oh crap, I don't need to pay that person that much because they could just do it from their house and I don't need this building. I don't need this building and I don't need to pay you to come. Cause I gotta pay you extra if you have to come to the job. But if I can give you a real job, I can pay you less. Uh, I just realized a lot of stuff through COVID. So 11% in 2019, 14% of all sales happened online in 2020. I can imagine in 2021, it's gonna get even worse or better, whatever that is. My point is we're all online. People are comfortable buying online. It wasn't as comfortable buying online 15 years ago. It was awkward. Like, yo, you buy it. What do you mean? I, I pay for it now and I get it later? I don't understand. Do you remember those days? Buying online was weird. It's slow. You may not get it. What happens if the mailman loses my stuff? I'd rather, again, people are impulse buyers. 
I say all that to say everybody's online, people are comfortable buying, but you have to make them comfortable buying through your content. It's very important. It's very important. Okay. The better your content, the bigger your audience. Okay. And the bigger your audience, the more likely you are to make the sale. Better your content, bigger your audience. More people like the content, they'll stick around and stay. So right now I'm on, um, like I'm on Instagram Live. It says 132 people. It's not 132 people sitting here watching it. It's five people leave, five people come. 10 people leave, 10 people come. 12 people leave, 12 people come. Four people leave, four people come. But they're averaging it. Right now, there's about 132 people online. The better the content, and I've noticed this, if, I, if I'm on live and I am in my zone and I'm teaching something that I'm really, really passionate about, really knowledgeable about, and it's helping people, the numbers grow up. And it's not that people aren't leaving. It just means I'm retaining more of the people that come. People are leaving, but I'm, re I'm retaining a bigger portion. And they're coming in faster than they're leaving. Make sense? The better the content, the bigger the audience grows. The bigger the audience grows, the more likely you are to make money if you have a product or service to sell. So a lot of you have an amazing product or service. The biggest problem is you don't know how to create content to paint a picture of why they need to stay. So you're not, be, you're, you're, you're not able to accurately articulate the importance of your product or service. And that's what content creation does, okay? Um, platforms are now paying for attention keepers. That's another reason you probably need to come to the content creation bootcamp to start saving your money. Save your $2,500. You need to be there, okay? Um, but the platforms are now paying for attention keepers. I'm starting to see more and more people get badges. More and more people get badges. Badges are you, um, people can pay you on live. People can pay you. They can give you money when you go on live. Instagram does that because they want to reward the people who are active on their platform. I am a slave to social media. I'm, I'm, te I'm technically Mark Zuckerberg's employee because he pays me when I go live. I do some work. I go live. I, I go live, I do some work, he pays me. And what Mark says is, hey, David, if you do that again, I'll pay you again. <laughs> hey, man, go live, man. Uh, keep some people's attention for a little bit. I'll pay you again. And I'm like, all right, Mark, I'm going live again tomorrow. <laughs> I, I work for him pretty much. Two minute, two minute videos, two minute plus videos, Instagram will pay you for those. They'll give you... you opportunities but ads in your videos right in your IGTV I've been doing it for a while and then one day they send me an email say hey you're eligible to make money from your IGTV we'll put ads in your joint right because I started practicing doing two minute videos now my team's instructions are when we take a clip out of an Instagram out of a YouTube video or our podcast make sure it's more than two minutes why am I doing that because Mark told me so Mark said, if you do this work over two minutes, I'll pay you. If you don't, I won't. I say, Mark, I want my paycheck. So I do it. 
but these platforms are paying. You will probably see me go live on YouTube today because one of my friends convinced me that these platforms are paying for attention keepers. But the reason we're not getting paid from these platforms is because we don't truly understand how to keep people's attention. And that's what we're going to go through. Actually, um, I didn't do it in any other any of the other boot camps, but we're gonna like really practice this process of going live and teaching people how to keep people's attention for a certain amount of time. So the bigger your, the better your content, the bigger your audience grows, the bigger your audience grows, the more likely you are to make a sale. And these platforms are paying for that. Okay, what else? Oh, oh, let me give you this point. Creating content isn't solely about marketing online. Becoming a content creator, it's not necessarily about creating content. There's so many other things that you are going to learn through this process of becoming this content creator. For one, communication. <clears throat> communication. One thing I've learned, I know I can't stop talking for any extended period of time. So as I'm talking, I'm thinking about my next thing to say because I can't, I can't keep I can't just stop. Watch how uncomfortable this is. Um, uh, um, weird, right? And people are going to leave in that period, that short period of time where you can't figure out what to say, people leave. So creating content, I'm considering I have to keep my pace I have to make sure what I'm saying is filler stuff and it's understanding how to communicate. Forget the content creation part, but if you understand how to con create content, it's helping you in your communication skills with other humans, even when the cameras aren't on. Got it? Um, consistency opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to test your own consistency. It's an opportunity for you to make a declaration and say, I'm going to go live once a day, or I'm going to make a post once a day. Can you be consistent? Most people know is the answer, but it gives you an opportunity in this process of creating content that you can at least test it to see how many people, let's throw it in the chat, how many people you say you're going to be consistent on social media and you're not? You ever start, stop, start, stop, start, stop? Look, there's only a couple reasons you're not creating content. It's only a few reasons. One is you don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. Now we handle this in the, in the content creation bootcamp because we help you pick your audience and we help you pick your message. And we're gonna help you identify what to say. The reason you're not creating content, you just don't know what to say. Number two, you don't know how to say what you want to say, whether in video or posts, like cat, like um, pictures or whatever. You don't know how to put it out there. You know you want to tell people that you should, you should repair your credit. That you know what you want to say, but you don't know how to put it on. How do, you, how do you take a video and put words at the top? How do you take a, how do you like type up a post and make it look cool? How the heck did David have a white background and put his picture on the bottom and then put words on there? How do you do that? <laughs> Some of you just don't know how to do it. 
Another reason you're probably not creating content is you're afraid of something. You're afraid of something. Typically, I'm afraid of sounding dumb. I'm afraid of sounding, um, um, I'm afraid of like not, not saying it right. It was cool. Marlon, he's uh, he's definitely he's a content creator now. Marlon, you're a content creator now, right? Yeah, most definitely. He's a content creator. One of the reasons he wasn't creating content is because he has a stutter. Right, Marlon? Was that was that right? Big facts. Here's what's crazy: nobody knew he stutters, but him. So I'm essentially saying. Marlon, if you stutter on your video, what do you think happens? Well, I just stutter. I'm like, yo, most people stutter. Most people, if they don't stutter, they, they don't know what to say. They stutter over their words. Maybe it's not a, a unconscious stutter, but it's the, um, I mean, so, you, I mean, if you think about it, that's not stuttering. It's just, I don't know what to say right now. But I had to assure him, nobody even knows you stutter, bro. You're the only person to know that. I've never labeled you as a stutterer. But he labeled himself as a stutterer. I mean, he's afraid of that. But once he got over that, he started creating content. Ain't that cool? <laughs> it was just a fear he had to interview and just sit down and say, okay, why am I afraid of this? There was somebody that, um, hold on, is he on? Where are you at, man? Jamal. It was something he was afraid to post, right? At the last content creation boot camp. Right. <laughs> Yo, his message was incomplete. Like he just, I think what like the video just cut off at the end. Like he just stopped. He's like, ah, I messed up. Yep. And I made him post it. And how'd that post do? It actually did really good, man. A lot of people come in and was like, thank you for sharing. And I learned so much and all that stuff, but it ended up being good stuff. He was talking about what seedless grapes or something like that. Grapes with seeds in it. Grapes with seeds in it. And at the end of the video, he's like, ah, I messed up. And then stopped it. I'm like, yo, did you post? He said, no, I messed up. I said, post it anyway. He said, no, it didn't even fit. Just post it anyway. Just post it. You're in your own head. You're afraid of something that I'm not afraid of for you. So when he posts it, it comes out great. Most of the things we're afraid of aren't real. They're only real to us. So that's why I think we had people post two or three times during the content creation bootcamp, just so you could feel what it feels like to release something that you're not satisfied with and realize nobody cares. You think all your followers see what you post. And the reality is only 10% actually see it. A much smaller percent actually cares. There's only a couple people that's actually going to see it, a few people. Even, okay, I have 140,000 followers or so. A small, the numbers look nice, but a small percentage of the people actually see the stuff that I post. I understand that. Another percentage of people comment on the post before they even read the caption or even finish the video. They just want to be involved. I understand it. You post a video for five minutes, and you get a five-minute long video, and you get comments three minutes later. But there's no way you saw that. But you took the first part of it and you just commented. So even if I messed up at the end, they didn't even see it. They're just commenting. Anywho, um, another reason that content creation isn't about the 
content that you create is um, it teaches you how to analyze and track growth. This is so cool. On these platforms, it shows you how to identify what works and what doesn't work. You can see some posts that get seven likes versus two likes. What did I do in the seven like joint that got two likes? Let's look at how many people shared my joint. What time should I post? Should I ask questions at the end of each post? There's so many different things you can learn and become through this process. Okay, it is 8.58. Let me, um, there's a whole bunch of other things I had written down. So it teaches you how to network. Oh, the network. First off, being in the room is probably the most important element of this whole experience. You need to be in the room with other people who invested $2,500. Yeah, I saw the recordings. Pardon me, Dave. I saw the recordings from the boot camp. It was that was it was deep. I saw the podcast. <laughs> that was that was that was that was it. The place that needed to be. It's up and it's stuck. <laughs> Let's get to the gym. Let's go start the workouts. Hundred percent. Start our day. Check this out. It helps you build confidence. Allows you to see your own habits and self control. You, you can practice self control by not scrolling. Okay. Here's the thing. You need to be in a room. And you need to create content because a lot of the people that you follow that you admire and you look up to are content creators. Most of the people that you see that are successful online, almost every person you see is successful online, create content. Think about it. Yo, I want to live, I want to live the lifestyle that M500 lives. He's a content creator. Nehemiah Davis, he's a content creator. Think of the person that you follow, that you really admire. Think of the people that you buy from. They are content creators. I don't understand why this doesn't make sense to some people and why the, the importance of creating content. You want their lifestyle, so you buy their course. But outside of the know-how, you need to model their behavior. You need to model their behavior. They're creating content. You bought the course, you have the information, but you have to model their, you have to do what they're doing to get what they have as content creators. Now this goes out to all of my beautiful people. I'm Jay Star, you know it's nice to meet you. 7.45 a.m., catch me on the morning meetup. Hosted by David Shane. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.